Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and the founder of Catani Capital Group. For the last two years, I've been studying alternative assets and now help solve the problem of creating passive cash flow for creators, influencers, and busy professionals by bringing you five episodes a week of easy to understand education in the world of passive investing. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and today is a very special episode. Can you guess why? I'm going to tell you. It is episode number 300. That's right. Listening to this, this is the 300th published episode of the Cashflow Chronicles. Give it up, everybody. Oh my gosh, I am. Wow. I'm a bit emotional. I'm not going to lie. This is uh, a pretty incredible feat uh, to get to episode 300. It's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. Now, obviously, I've recorded a lot more, probably closer to 350 at this point, but 300 published episodes. I mean, most podcasts don't get this far. Uh, so we are cracking slowly but surely, cracking, moving up the the charts in terms of uh, episodes and longevity. Obviously, doing a daily for the first 13 months is a huge uh, factor, but to maintain a daily for 13 months is huge. Now at the three days a week, that's still a significant cadence. So I'm very proud right now in this moment. Uh, very, very excited. 300 episodes. Holy cow. And thank you to those who've been listening from the start. Continue to listen. I'm extremely grateful for you guys. We're really starting to move the scales in terms of average uh, downloads per week. So very grateful there. You guys, if you love what you're listening to, please don't forget to share this. Share this with people who I know who you think will also get value uh, I try to share as much value as possible. More today, obviously, we're going to dive into market research, uh, which I will get to. So I'm very excited about that. I uh, can't believe it's 300. And also super stoked that the 300th episode uh, is a solo episode. Uh, not that I would be mad if it was a uh, an interview, but it makes it a little bit more special because I get to gloat a little bit admittedly. So very, very excited about that. So, okay. So uh, obviously I talked on Friday about market research and I went like kind of into the weeds because really what I want to do is I want to do a series on market research. And on Friday, because I, I didn't have a prepared topic, admittedly, uh, sometimes I fire off the cuff and what comes comes and uh, so we, I talked about, uh, absorption rate, uh, which is, a key, which is an important part of, uh, market research. And I talked about, you know, why it's important to bring up, uh, depending on the market you're in and the absorption of the market you're in, it's important to bring up on a webinar with an operator if they don't cover it. Right. And I'll get, uh, more detail on that and have a specific example uh, of a top market uh, on this episode. And so before we get into it, of course, you guys, the video series is almost done. 
Uh, I wrote some copy for it today. Go to thecashflowchronicles.com, thecashflowchronicles.com, and sign up and be on that list because that list is going to get the video series first. For all of you new passive investors, this series is for you. Five steps to your first passive investment. Very, very excited about it. Uh, I've been working very hard and uh, I'm excited to bring it to you. So go there first. And of course, you can follow me on social media at Johnny Katani, J-O-N-N-Y. Okay. So market research, what the heck does that mean? Well, uh, basically market research is just what it sounds. It's literally researching a market, understanding the economics, the demographics of a market, right? Who's moving there? Why are they moving there? Are they staying, you know, all of the things that go along with, you know, in this case, we're talking about, you know, specifically for multifamily research, but this is good research for, for a lot of cases, right? I mean, think about a business, right? Uh, you know, if you're gonna have like a brick and mortar, online e-commerce, not so much, it doesn't really matter, but, you know, uh, self-storage, another very important, uh, this is also very important for self-storage. So market research is literally that, just researching the economics and demographic of a market to understand the, for me, I like to understand the last 10 years at least, right? If not more, a lot of these markets, you know, you can find research 20, 30 years, but understanding the last 10 years and then trying to forecast and project the next 10 years. That's also very, very important because if you think about a three to five year hold period, you know, knowing what's going to happen over the next 10 years is massive because you could run into a market where the short term, meaning the next one to two years don't look great, but maybe there's some new infrastructure being put in and some new jobs being put in that in year two, right? So let's say over the next 10 years, the first two years, you know, you don't have the best inflow of migration, right? Let's say maybe you know, you're seeing a growth of one to 2%, but maybe the last 10 years, it's been eight to 12%, right? And then now you're only seeing a short, you know, brief, like one to 2%, but, you know, you know that jobs are being created and maybe some tech companies are moving in that over the next two years, you'll get back to that eight to, to 12% or, or higher, right? You know, in some markets, you know, you're seeing, you know, 10 uh you know 10 plus percent easily right uh so so it's important to understand that so today what we're going to talk about is where to do your market research so we're going to start with the free places right where you can get the free information and the reason and and this is a good place to start because this is a good baseline. And if you want to dig deeper, then certainly there are some paid uh, paid websites. And I'm not affiliated with anyone that I'm mentioning. I just want to get that out of the way. So I have no affiliation with anyone, paid or unpaid. I'll just tell you my favorite places. So, so we'll kind of start there. And today we're going to focus on where and then, you know, as we grow, we'll kind of talk about what. But I do want to get to a specific point that I was talking about with a certain market. Um, and I will get to that. So first is where, so for me, I, I like two places, one, uh, more than the other, um, 
so two places. One is Yardy Matrix, um, pretty much free. They do have a paid service as well, which you can get a lot more in-depth information, including property-specific information when you're like actually looking to buy there. And then the other is Marcus and Millichap. And Marcus and Millichap is my favorite for a couple reasons. One, they just put such a focus on research. Like, you guys, you should get on Marcus and Millichap's list because they send out it feel they send out weekly typically videos, but they also send out like you can mark which market you want. And so when they do a new report for that market, um, you'll, you'll get, you'll get it as being part of the the list. And then they do videos like right now they're doing. And another reason I'm biased for them is because I've grown to actually know John Chang, who's their director of, of research and education. And Great guy, got to really pick his brain at Best Ever Conference uh, this year, which was awesome. Had lunch with him, which was just amazing. Super smart guy, hilarious. He's he's just very charismatic and loves what he does. So you can sit and talk to him and ask him questions and he'll answer them. But what they're doing right now is they're really putting a focus on these the Fed rate hike and what it means for commercial real estate. So that's freak, that's huge, right? And honestly, you guys... I use that a lot for my podcast and a lot for my newsletters uh, for those of you that are on my list. So, and if you are on my list, you know, I don't send a written newsletter. I send a video because how many newsletters you get in your inbox? I send a video and I do an update via a video, obviously very comfortable on camera in front of a microphone. And then what I do is I take the copy from that. So if you don't want to watch the video or you can't watch the video, there's always a link under the video that's the literal transcription of the video that you can just go and read. And these videos aren't normally longer than five minutes. So it's going to take you, you know, two to three minutes to, to read it, five minutes tops to read it as well. So that's, and I get a lot of my data from Marcus Millichap because they put such an emphasis on this. And not only do they break it down by market, they break it down by asset class. So, like right now, so we'll get into it. I'm going to give uh, a little bit of information from the Salt Lake City Multifamily Market Report. And not only is it Salt Lake City Multifamily Market Report, but it's Q2 of 2023. So for their top markets, they, don't, they not only break it down by market, so they'll give an overall market landscape for the year. They'll give a quarterly update. Then they'll break it down by asset class. So in this case, multifamily, they also do retail, they do industrial and they do self-storage. Uh, not, not all asset classes for all markets. It really depends. Uh, but Salt Lake City is a big multifamily market. So that's why they do the report. And so last week on, Friday, on the Friday follow-up, I talked about uh, absorption and the absorption rate. And so I want to talk about specifically Salt Lake City and why it's so important to understand absorption rate to that point before I continue the rest of the podcast because I want to prove my point about why it's important to understand absorption rate and why it can be a factor when you're investing in a market. And here it is. Okay. So the title of this section, and you guys can go here and literally read this. It's literally one page, two pages, super easy. Um, Softer migration is weighing on demand. So apart from 2020, net in migration is projected to reach an eight year low contributing to absorption falling short of completion 
for the second consecutive year in 2023, meaning that for the second consecutive year, Salt Lake City is not going to absorb all of the apartments that are coming online, despite the continued development of apartments. So 8,000 units will be completed this year. 5.5% increase in apartment inventory will be fastest annual expansion on record. Pace of growth will also rank among the top five major U.S. markets with downtown downtown Salt Lake City likely to experience the most extreme near-term pressure. So what does that mean? Well, uh, vacancy and uh, availability are at its highest point since 2009. Guys, this is a huge factor, right? So I just, uh, someone just reached out to me, in fact, today of the recording of this, which uh, admittedly is the day before you're listening. So today's Tuesday, the 13th. Uh, which you guys, I record these no sooner than Monday before the Wednesday. So it's always up to date information, but, um, anyway, so the, um, so we're at the highest vacancy rates in 2009. And the reason I bring that up is because I got, uh, reached out about possibly Koji ping on a deal here in Salt Lake. And this is going to be an important conversation that I have with the operator to determine whether or not I want to raise capital and join the team. Now, again, this is why I said it's important to develop a long-term outlook in your market research, because ultimately, while the short-term absorption and in-migration has dropped, there is, over the last, let's see, so... Since 2020, we've seen, uh, let's see, almost 8% uh, growth, right? So let's see. So we've seen 8% growth and so 8% in 20, so from 20 to, from, 20 to 21. So COVID, a lot of people moved here because it was a red state. We weren't super duper closed down uh, relative to other states like California. I mean, especially relative to California, we basically didn't believe in COVID compared to California. Uh, although there were still pretty strict rules on dining and whatnot, but ultimately that was the biggest thing, right? And people came here to ski. But the thing is, is people always stay here, right? So the biggest key is we had such a huge inflow of people that it's normal for people to eventually leave and go back to places like California now that it's open, right? Like you're seeing like that in Boise too. But the thing with Boise is Boise doesn't have a reason for people to stay. There's a reason for people to stay here. There's a ton of employment, a lot of tech and skiing. And if you love to ski, this is literally the Mecca for it. And I won't listen to any argument for any other place because no other city has access to world-class skiing like Salt Lake City. Not to say it's not there because of course it is, but when you can literally, for my front door on with no traffic, I can be skiing at Snowbird, which is a top 20, if not top 10 world resort every year. And this year out in Snowbird, got the most snow of anywhere in North America. So I can, I'm 35 minutes to Alta and literally putting my skis on 35 minutes. You don't get that anywhere else. So that's what Salt Lake offers. And so the, the difference with Salt Lake city is it's a lot of people who want to come and settle. 
So if you're a young person who wants to come and you want to be super social and you like to go out, we do have that here. We do have it. And it's, it's there, but it's not like in LA, definitely not like in LA or Chicago or New York or in Austin or a Phoenix, right? It's not like that. You're not going to get the social scene like that. It is there, but it's not that big. This is the place where people come and they stay and they raise a family and like live here permanently, you know, great, great schools, all of those things. So what we have seen since 21, so from 21 to 22, it dropped to uh, just above 3%. And then we are now, we have now dropped from that for 2023, we are trending to only about uh, 1.8%. So, so you could look at this and be like, holy cow, like, uh, should I be afraid of Salt Lake City? Right? But this is what I'm saying in my point of absorption and having the long-term outlook. Over the course of 10 years, the growth has been insane. But in terms of in terms of the short term, yeah, the short term, it's gonna be slower than you would typically like to see. But we're not in this for the short term. I'm not investing, especially in a market like Salt Lake City. Somewhere like Phoenix might be a little bit different, right? You're seeing these quick turnovers and and that may continue, especially once the market starts to move uh trend back upward probably here in the next couple years but for salt lake city this is a very like all of the three to five to seven ten year holds it is very very common for groups here and a lot of the groups i've talked to investors who invest with groups here in salt lake city a lot of these investors they st- these they stay in for 10 years so you'll get a 10-year fixed rate and you know you'll get a refi in like at year three or year five, right? Return investor capital, and then everyone stays in, and then these just cash flow, right? And then in ten years, it's absolutely going to grow. So that's the thing, right? This is why market research is so so important, and where you get for your information is so so important. It's important to understand the long term trends because if you looked at the short term, you'd be like, oh, I don't want to invest in Salt Lake City, but you don't invest in Salt Lake City to, you know, exit this deal in three years. You invest in Salt Lake City to exit in five, seven, 10 years, right? The long-term trends here are very, very favorable. And that's what we're going for here, right? This is a get rich slow scheme, right? It takes time. And this is a market that takes time. So to continue, 4.4 rental increase year over year, right? So we saw the biggest, from 20 to 21, obviously, right? I think everybody did. Um, in 21, it was up to almost 1,800. Now the average is, they've got it at 1647 a month is the effective uh, average. That's a solid average. I mean, above $1,500 is a really, really solid average rent. We saw a massive like 480 unit apartment complex come online downtown, which is gonna saturate things, right? So. Again, that's that absorption that I was talking about last week and why it's important to not just hang your hat on one specific 
piece of data, right? It's important to look at the whole landscape and this is where it starts, right? So, so, uh, so yeah, so this is what I want to talk about today was specifically just where to get it. Uh, we talked about some places in terms of paid. So you have places like, again, Yardy Matrix you can pay for, uh, has a paid service. You've got places like uh, Crexy. Crexy is another paid one. That's more specifically for um, uh, for property data, right? So like learning um, for getting specific information on specific properties, which, you know, uh, it, for those of you, uh, for those of you, that are on the active side or want to get to the active side, that's a really good source there. Um, you know, but then you've got, uh, you know, you've got like, you guys, a Google search will find the things that you want, right? Like a good Google search will help you find and identify good places. And it's important to read a lot of places, right? Like read all of them. You know what I mean? like get as much information, gather as much information as you possibly can when you're doing market research. And then when it comes to, you know, like where to, all right, so let's find some good, I had some good, um, yeah, see like, here's another one for their National Association of Realtors, free information, commercial real estate, Metro market reports, National Association of Realtors. Boom. You know what I mean? Uh, Collier's also another good one. They also have a paid service that you can do as well. Um, but Collier's, much like Mark Milchap, provides a lot of free stuff. So you have a ton of free resources, right? Uh, all it takes is a Google search and you can find it. So that's really it right today i just want to talk about sources what to do and then you know where to um where to find good information so like i said my favorite is marcus millichap again because they do such a good job and put such a good emphasis on it you can get on their list for free make an account for free right give the email that you want to receive the the emails to they send videos the videos with john chang are so great he does such a great job breaking it all down and bring it full circle to help you understand how it relates to commercial real estate. So, so you guys have it. Thank you again, as always, for listening. I really, really appreciate it. I will talk to you guys on Friday. Have a great uh, rest of your week. Happy 300th episode, everyone. Thank you to all my uh, listeners. I'm so grateful. Again, the, ca the cashflowchronicles.com, Johnny Katani on social media. See you guys. Thank you again for tuning in. Who do you know that wants more cash flow? Share this episode with them so you can grow your cash flow together. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice so you never miss a new episode. Go to katanicapitalgroup.com to learn more.